0: The certainty is breathtaking. The unequivocal declarations are so refreshing. The direction given is so conclusive. The rewards are clearly defined and literally out of this world. God's Word found in the majority text Holy Bible is a marvelously absolute book. I know where I stand, and I know God's overarching plan for me, and there is no shadow of turning. James 1, verse 17, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. The world offers foolishness and abject confusion. The choice could not be starker. If you are looking for rock-solid certainty, then you are looking for Jesus Christ, the solid rock who never changes, never wavers. Hebrews 13, verse 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Have you been born again, born a second time, this time of the Spirit of God? It's the only way to get to heaven, the only way. Would you accept Jesus Christ as the authority on how to get to heaven? John chapter 3, verse 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Today all your sins and their shame will be washed away. Today all of Satan's bondages will be broken, no matter how tough they appear. If you'll follow me in a simple prompt, everything will change for you, and I mean everything. Are you ready to begin the most exciting journey of a lifetime here we go. Click on the further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. God said, First Timothy 6, 20 and 21, O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust, avoiding profane and vain babblings, and oppositions of science, falsely so-called, which some professing have erred concerning the faith. Grace be with thee. Amen. God said, Proverbs chapter 35 and 6, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him, Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. Man said, Confused? Not me. I've got science, the government, and my phone to give me all the info I need. Who needs God when you have all that high-powered support? Just don't mention death. My experts haven't figured out how to beat that yet, but I'm confident they will, hopefully before I die. Now the record, welcome to God Said, Man Said feature 1007 that will once again certify the perfect inerrancy of God's beautiful book. All of these powerful features are archived here in text and streaming audio for the edification of the bloodbot and his ammunition in the battle for the lost sons and daughters of Adam. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Take advantage of five highly beneficial God said, man said features. One, you have questions. God has answers. Whatever your question, type a keyword into the search bar top right and watch the screen populate with related information from Adam and Eve to quantum physics. Two, use the tell a friend feature above to send a message to someone you love. It's so quick and easy. Three. Imagine you can download nearly 411 hours of God Said, Man Said features to your electronic device. Listen to one every day. Number four, sign up for the God Said, Man Said weekly broadcast and fresh bread will be delivered to you, God willing, every Thursday eve. And number five, follow God Said, Man Said on Facebook and Instagram and give your social media feed the fresh bread it needs. Thank you for coming. May God's face shine upon you with light and truth. If you've just come to the kingdom, you might be wondering, can all of this marvelous Bible be completely and absolutely true? You should know the answer is yes, all of it. For over 6,000 years now, Satan has paraded his best before the sons of men, challenging the credibility of God's Word only to fail over and over without one single exception, and they will not succeed tomorrow. After all of these years of Lucifer's withering attacks, to which the Word of God stands unfazed, Genesis 1-1 is still Genesis 1-1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Why can't they prove their theories? Why is every bold headline replaced typically in its own text— with what-ifs and but-ifs. The simple answer is their theories are vacuous bombast, theories bereft of proof, simply because they are not true. The fakers don't usually correct their errors with the same energy with which they launched them, if at all, and in many cases the carnage has already been inflicted on the public at large. The term U.S. President Donald Trump made famous fake news comes to mind. In this feature, we will highlight research from previous God-said, man-said features and offer up the latest absurdities. Imagine, as we do, all the students of this world's academia say, Hmm, how interesting. There's a lot of big and bold Antichrist talkers in the public forum who will stu- uh, soon stand before God to give an account of their words. Jude chapter 1, 14 and 15 And Enoch, also the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all, and to convince all that are ungodly among them of their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Following, you'll find excerpts from the God Said Man series, Things We Know To Be True, Scientific American Challenges God. The deceivableness of unrighteousness is unashamedly ballyhooed in the November 2016 issue of Scientific American. The headline on the front cover reads, Five Scientific Facts That People Often Get Wrong." When you arrive at the multi-page feature inside, you'll find this headline, Five Things We Know to Be True, with the subhead, a compendium of irrefutable facts, for these this fact-starved times. A few sentences from the prelude follow. Scientific truths are always provisional at some level. We once believed that the continents were fixed on the surface of Earth. Now we know they move. We thought the universe was static. Now we know it's expanding. We thought margarine was healthier than butter and that hormone replacement therapy was the right treatment for vast numbers of postmenopausal women. Now we know better. End of quote. Man's knowledge as well as his science is a moving target. Samuel Arbusman, in his book The Half Life of Facts, with the subhead Why Everything We Know Has an Expiration Date, points out some disconcerting facts such as, number one, medical knowledge about cirrhosis or hepatitis takes about 45 years for half of it to be disproven or become out of date. Two, these results are nearly identical to a similar study that examined the overturning of information in surgery. Two Australian surgeons found that half of the facts in the field also became false every 45 years. Number three, John Ioannidis is a Greek physician and professor at the University of Ioannidis School of Medicine, and he is obsessed with understanding the failings and more human properties of the scientific process. He has found that for highly cited clinical trials, initially, the significant and large effects are later found to have smaller effects or often no effect at all in a non-trivial number of instances. Looking within the medical literature over a period of nearly 15 years, Ioannidis examined the most highly cited studies. Of the 45 papers he examined, seven of them, over 15%, initially had higher effects, and another seven were contradicted outright by later research. Number four, another way to avoid the surprise of changes in knowledge is simply recognize that it's not that surprising. We are getting better at internalizing it. For example, many medical schools inform their students that within several years, half of what they've been taught will be wrong, and the teachers just don't know which half. End of quote. Dr. Jeffrey writes in his book, Creation, The late Dr. Stephen J. Gould was an internationally respected professor of geology and paleontology at Harvard University he was a strong and eloquent supporter of evolution. However, he honestly admitted that the illustrations of evolutionary development found in the university textbooks and television documentaries are actually fictitious inventions of creative artists artists, that do not accurately represent scientific facts. Professor Gould admitted that the claim in science textbooks of the fossil record supporting evolution is false. All paleontologists know that the fossil record contains precious little, and the way of intermediate forms, transitions between major groups are characteristically abrupt. In other words, Dr. Gould admitted that the fossil record does not actually support the theory of gradual evolution, something that creationists have been claiming for many years. The new punctuated equilibrium theory states that evolution proceeded in rapid jumps that left no fossil evidence, followed by long periods with no changes. Professor Gould also wrote, The advent of the theory of punctuated equilibrium and the associated publicity it has generated have meant for the first time biologists with little knowledge of paleontology have become aware of the absence of transitional forms." Because man's pseudoscience has cast off the words of God, you should find his science replete with foolishness, and you do. Consider this excerpt from the October 30, 2015 issue of the week, under the heading, Alien Life, an Astronomer's Intriguing Theory. Poppycock said Katie M. Palmer and Wired.com. Lots of things look like they could be signs of extraterrestrial life, but time after time, they end up being mirages. In 1967, astronomer Jocelyn Bell was analyzing quasars. When she detected energy pulses, she labeled LGM-1 for little green men. It turned out to be radiation from the first observed pulsar spinning magnetized neutron star. In 1998, Australian astronomers picked up mysterious radio signals that thrilled alien enthusiasts. Not until this year did they figure out the source, a microwave oven on the observatory's campus, end of quote. In November 1999, National Geographic, publisher of A Cornucopia of Lies, trumpeted a report of another so-called missing link that was to connect dinosaurs to birds. It is much of evolutiondom's claim that dinosaurs are still with us today in the form of birds, even hummingbirds. National Geographic reported that a Chinese farmer came forth with the fossilized remains of a chicken with a dinosaur's tail, In a U.S. News and World Report article published February 14, 2000, titled The Piltdown Chicken, the following quote was found. Now, paleontologists are eating crow. Instead of a true missing link connecting dinosaurs to birds, the specimen appears to be a composite, its unusual appendage likely tacked on by a Chinese farmer, (laughs) not evolution. Su Xin, a Chinese paleontologist and co-researcher of the find, emailed the bad news that it appeared two fossils had been pieced together. Storrs Olson, curator of birds at the Smithsonian Institution's National Museum of Natural History, had warned National Geographic of the dubious credentials of this fossil find before they published the story. In a public statement, Olson said, the public is being completely bamboozled. And in another statement on the subject, Olson said, The idea of feathered dinosaurs and the theropod origin of birds is being actively promoted by a cadre of zealous scientists acting in concert with certain editors at Nature and National Geographic who themselves have become outspoken and highly biased proselytizers of the faith. True and careful scientific weighing of evidence have been among the first casualties in their program, which is now fast becoming one of the grander scientific hoaxes of our age, the paleontological equivalent of cold fusion, end of quote. Now back to Scientific American. The lead article in Five Things We Know to be True is authored by Michael Shermer. Speaking of the theory of evolution, Shermer writes, But it doesn't take a rocket scientist or an English naturalist to understand why a theory on the origin of species by means of natural selection would be so controversial. If new species are created naturally, not supernaturally, what place then for God? No wonder more than a century and a half later, people of some religious faiths still find the theory so terribly threatening. But in those intervening years, scientists have found so much evidence in support of the theory that it would be truly astonishing if it turned out not to be true, as shocking as if the germ theory of disease fell apart or if astrophysicists were forced to abandon the Big Bang model of the universe. The author attempts to buttress his truth with an appeal to radiometric dating. He writes The consistency of dating techniques also gives us confidence that the theory is true. Uranium-lead, rubidium strontium and potassium-argon dating, for example, are all reasonably consistent in their determination of the age of rocks and fossils. The ages are given in estimates, but the margins of error are in the range of 1%. It's not as if one scientist finds that a fossil hominid is 1.2 million years old, while another one finds it is 10,000 years old, end of quote. The following paragraphs are found in a book authored by Morrison Morris titled Many Infallible Proofs. Note that Sherman embraces potassium-argon dating. As in the case of uranium dating, potassium dating also commonly yields great ages on rocks known to be very young. The radiogenetic argon, and uh, helium contents of three basalts erupted into the deep ocean from an active volcano, Kilauea, have been measured. Ages calculated from these measurements increase with sample depth up to 22 million years. For lavas deduced to be recent, it is possible to deduce that these lavas are very young, probably less than 200 years old. And again we ask, how is it possible to be sure that potassium ages are correct? when determined for rocks of unknown age, when the same method gives ages 100,000 times too great for rocks whose ages we know, end of quote. Geologist Andrew Snelling had this to say concerning potassium-argon dating in Volume 2 of Earth's Catastrophic Past. After the May 18, 1980 eruption of Mount St. Helens in Washington State, a new lava dome began developing from October 26, 1980 onwards within the volcano's crater. In 1986, less than 10 years after it flowed and cooled, a dacite lava from this dome was sampled and analyzed. The lava flow yielded a potassium-argon age of 350,000 years for the whole rock and the constituent minerals yielding potassium-argon ages up to 2.8 million years similarly the uh, june 30 1954 Adesite lava flow from from mount central north ireland new zealand yielded potassium argon model ages up to 3.0 million years due to excess 40 ar furthermore a separate split of that flow sample also yielded a model age of 0.8 million years which indicates the variability in the excess 40 AR. Investigators have also found that excess 40 AR is preferentially trapped in the minerals within lava flow, with one KAR date on Olivian crystals in a recent basalt being greater than 110 million years. End of quote. The eruption of Mount St. Helens happened in 1980, and Mount Naraho erupted in 1954. According to Shermer, the ages are given in estimates, but the margins of error are in the range of 1%. It is not as if one scientist finds that a fossil hominid is 1.2 million years old, while another finds it is 10,000 years old. Is he correct? Just one example in this feature is Mount St. Helens, which, by the way, is celebrating its 40th birthday. The volcanic catastrophe began in 1980. Her rock age was measured by the potassium-argon method. The results? Lava rock, 350,000 years old. Constituent minerals, 2.8 million years. When measured, the volcanic rock was less than 10 years old. One last point uh, concerning various aging methods is addressed by Ann Gibbons. Ann Gibbons wrote in the January two, nineteen ninety-eight issue of Science, an unsettling article for evolutionists under the heading, calibrating the mitochondrial clock gibbons reports mitochondrial dna appears to mutate much faster than expected prompting new dna forensics procedures and raising troubling questions about the dating of evolutionary events in 1991 russians exhumed a siberian grave containing nine skeletons thought to be the remains of the last russian czar nicholas ii and his family and retinue who were shot by firing squad in 1918, but two bodies were missing, so no one could be absolutely certain of the remains. And DNA testing done in 1992 expected to settle the issue quickly instead raised a new mystery, the mystery concerning the dates relating to the clock rate. It appears that mutations occur at a much more rapid rate than had been imagined. Although there seems to be considerable debate about the cause of the faster rate, the faster rate has been verified by independent investigations. Again, Gibbon says, regardless of the cause, evolutionists are most concerned about the effect of a faster mutation rate. For example, researchers have calculated that the mitochondrial Eve, the woman whose mtDNA DNA was ancestral to to that uh, in all living people, lived 100 to 2,000 years ago in Africa. Using the new clock, she would be a mere 6,000 years old, end of quotes. Since that feature was published 22 years ago, the situations have not improved, end of quote. The following sentence is from J.T. Hallinan's book, Kidding Ourselves. As late as 1985, the idea of a connection between the brain and, say, the immune system— was dismissed in an editorial in the New England Journal of Medicine as folklore. Several paragraphs from the God Said, Man Said feature, It's Just Fake News, follow. At the time of this feature's release, the current president of the United States is Donald J. Trump. He has successfully branded much of today's media as fake news. The media has been scrambling around trying to regain any semblance of the credibility they imagined, they once had, but they will not succeed. Satan's mantra, his entire persona, is embodied in fake news. He can no more tell the truth than the darkness can become light. Satan's fake news can seem credible for a short period of time, but it will quickly melt down to its essence, fake. Fake news runs amok in pseudoscience in search for the so-called missing link. Examples include 1. Ramapithecus was originally constructed from a few teeth and a few fragments of a jaw. As a result of new fossil material, he has been reclassified as an orangutan. 2. Australopithecines, a proposed missing link, has lost his credentials. The creature did not walk upright in a human manner. Number 3. Javaman The original discoverer of Javaman, who was constructed from a femur, skull cap, and three teeth, set him forth as a showpiece of evolution. Many years later, they conceded that Java Man was probably just a giant gibbon. Number four, Neanderthal Man. All anthropologists now believe that he was just as human as you and me. Five, Cro-Magnum Man. If he walked down the street clean-shaven and in a business suit, he would go completely unnoticed. Six, Nebraska Man. Made famous in the Scopes trial in the 1920s, was the evolutionist proof that their theory was fact. The Nebraska man was their missing link. The proof was a tooth. But years later, after further digging, they discovered their tooth was that of a pig and not an intermediate of man. In 1912, the newspaper headline blared, Missing Link Found! Darwin's Theory Proved! Author Donald DeYoung records the following, The famous Piltdown Man fossil had been located in England. Over the next 40 years, the pieces of skull and accompanying tools were studied, debated, and often used as evolution evidence. Four decades later, however, in 1953, the artifacts were recognized as a complete fraud. Someone had placed together the skull of a human and the jawbone of an ape. They were artificially made to look old with acid and markings with a wire brush. The perpetrator has never been identified. Suspicions should have been raised immediately for at least two reasons. First, Piltdown Man was found just 30 miles from Charles Darwin's residence. Second, one of the burial implements alongside the fossil strangely resembled a cricket bat used in modern British sports, end of quote. Additional examples of fake news would include Peking Man, Lucy, the peppered moth, horse evolution, the whale's floating pelvis, and over 200 vestigial organs and body parts that prove evolution, and now, not one, end of quote. The facts don't match their fiction. The headline in the May 27, 2020 issue of Science News reads, A mystery, why is the sun so quiet? Several sentences follow. Astronomer Travis Metcalf of the Space Science Institute in Boulder, Colorado, offers another explanation to the theory that the Sun may go through periods of greater magnetic activity than has been recorded. Stars are expected to continually lose momentum and slow their spins as they get old. But in 2016, he and colleagues reported that Kepler saw stars rotating too fast for their age end of quote. Obviously, no one could deduce that the reason for this surprising data is that the stars are just over 6,000 years old. If you want to be thoroughly shocked, visit the God Said Man Said series, The Six Thousands. The publication The Week Can't Afford to Be Outdone. Their headline on June 5, 2020 reads, T-Rex's Long-Necked Cousin. Excerpts follow. Paleontologists in Australia have found a fossil belonging to a rare long-necked dinosaur related to uh, to Tyrannosaurus rex. The Olaphrasar, whose name translates as light-footed lizard, would have measured about six feet from head to tail with short, stumpy arms, each bearing four small fingers. It lived during the Cretaceous period about 110 million years ago, reports BBC.com. The fossil, a single vertebrate, was initially discovered during a dig in twenty fifteen, but was wrongly identified as belonging to a flying pterosaur. End of quote. Their full color artist rendering is captioned the rather bizarre Elephasar and has the appearance of a speckled fawn with dwarfed front legs and a long serpentine giraffe like neck with a serpent's head this creature is depicted as getting a drink of water. Pause a moment and imagine. All of these marvels were generated from one single fossilized vertebrae. This reminds one of the pig's tooth and human cousin Nebraska Mandelusion. You can be certain that this, their truth today, will be debunked by their truth of tomorrow. Speaking of cousins, the following sentences are from the God-said, man-said feature, their imaginations became vain. Evolutionary biologist Robert May was quoted in the January 2001 issue of Discover magazine, The more we learn about genome, the more it teaches us about our place in the web of life. For example, we share half our genes with the banana. The article's author said... This year, the mapping of the genome shocked us, revealing a truth even more humbling and amusing. We are not just monkeys, but their favorite snack as well. The title of the article is Your Cousin the Banana. The banana is our cousin, and the whole classroom said, Wow, isn't that interesting? But the banana has now been relegated to second cousin status. According to ForYourHungryBrains.com, Mushrooms are more closely related in DNA to humans than most plants. Upon seeing a mushroom, most people think that they are vegetative organisms that are closely related to plants. However, recent studies show that mushrooms are, in fact, more closely related to humans. Thanks to modern technology, the analysis of genetic relationships between species is now possible. It turns out that both animals and fungi share the common ancestor that branched away from plants 1.1 billion years ago, end quote. Now your cousin is the mushroom, and the whole class said, isn't that interesting? First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, where is the wise, where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? Romans 1:21 and 28, Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient." A reprobate mind is a worthless one. Psalms fourteen one, The fool hath said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. Do you think God might have this idea right? Noah Webster's 1828 American Dictionary of the English Language defines the word fool. Number one, one who is destitute of reason or the common powers of understanding, an idiot. End of quote. Something very ugly happens to those who reject the cross of Christ. Just prior to Christ's return for the church, which the redeemed believed to be eminent, Second Thessalonians chapter two, verses eleven and twelve speaks of the world's spiritual mental condition. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned, who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Certainly a spirit of strong delusion has filled the earth. Prepare to meet your God. God's Word never changes. God's Word is always the absolute truth. Build your life upon the solid rock. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days... The Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. God said, First Timothy six twenty and 21, O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust, avoiding profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science falsely so called, which some professing have erred concerning the faith. Grace be with thee. Amen. God said, Proverbs 35 and 6, every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them to put their trust in him. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. Man said, Confused? Not me. I've got science, the government, and my phone to give me all the info I need. Who needs God when you have all that high-powered support? Uh, just don't mention death. My experts haven't figured out how to beat death yet, but I'm confident they will, hopefully before I die. Now you have the record.